As we said at the beginning of the service, this series of teachings over the past weeks has focused on the priorities of Jesus in his life and ministry. And today we find him answering a question about the commandments he most valued. There have been a series of questions put to Jesus by the Jewish leaders in this chapter of Mark's Gospel in an attempt to trick and dishonour him. In this passage today, a lawyer asks him, what is the greatest commandment? Our minds might immediately go to the Ten Commandments we've just spoken of, given by God to Moses, to seek an answer. So I thought a little recap on the commandments might be good. We can still remember them from learning them by rote in our younger years. Not so younger years. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of slavery. You shall have no other gods but me. You shall not make for yourself a graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is on the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them nor serve them. You shall not take the name of your Lord and your God in vain. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days shall you labour and do all you have to do, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. Honour your father and your mother. You shall do no murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness against your neighbour, you shall not covet anything that is your neighbour's. That encompasses a whole way of living well. In addition to these, the Pharisees had classified over 600 laws covering every possible situation people may find themselves in. So the lawyer may have been expecting Jesus to answer from any of these. But Jesus says, this is the greatest commandment. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. Then adds a second and equal. You shall love your neighbour as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. A biblical commentary says that the first quotation came to be known as the Shema, named after the first word in Deuteronomy 6.4 in Hebrew, which means here, here, O Israel. The Shema became the Jewish confession of faith, which was recited by pious Jews every morning and evening. To this day, it begins every synagogue service. To the Shema, Jesus joined the commandment from Leviticus 19.18 to show that love for neighbour is the natural and logical outgrowth of love for God. Underlined in what Jesus says is the fundamental difference between the Pharisees' observance of the law and what he holds as most important. It's not through legalistic observance of particular commandments, but through a deep sense of love for God and one's neighbour expressed in concrete actions of loving and serving one another, that the commandments of God are fulfilled. So if a person fulfills these two commandments that Jesus gave, they are in fact fulfilling all the others. What does it really mean to love God with heart and soul and mind and strength? Throughout the scriptures we are told of the great love of God for humankind, for each of us. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only, one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. God loves us so much 
that he sent Jesus to be the means for our eternal salvation. The great theologian St. Augustine said, God loves each one of us as though there was only one of us to love. This is a pure self-giving love that seeks for the good of the other, and that is the love we are called to model. So we come to know that God loves us, but what does it mean for us to love God? How do we show that love? How do we love God with heart and soul and mind and strength? Well, I think by coming to know God, by coming to know his son Jesus, and by spending time in his presence. Isn't that the overriding thing that we want to do when we are growing in love with someone? To be with them as much as we possibly can, to share our lives with them. And we share our lives with God by praying regularly, by worshipping, by sitting in silence in his presence, by listening, by reading the Holy Scriptures, and by doing as he calls us to do, to enter into his mission for the growth of the kingdom. When we are in love with someone, we want to do what we can to please them and show our love. And we please God by doing what Jesus said, by learning to love ourselves and others, by showing that love in all we do and think and say. We grow in love with God in this way, and by doing this we are loving Jesus too. For Jesus said a number of times in the scriptures, the Father and I are one. In John chapter 14, Jesus says, As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. The words I say to you are not just my own. It is the Father living in me. So when Jesus gave those two great commandments, it is God through him giving us the commandments. In Luke's version of this morning's gospel passage, these words about love of God and neighbour are followed by the lawyer asking the question, who is my neighbour? Which leads into the well-known story of the Good Samaritan. In Jesus' time, a neighbour might have been thought of as a close ally, a close countryman, even the stranger in their midst. But Jesus made it unrestricted whoever comes across our path. So getting into discussion with ourselves about whether this one or that one is meant to be our neighbour isn't fulfilling Jesus' command. We are to be the loving neighbour to all who cross our paths. That means having such a tender regard for others that we will want for them all that we want for ourselves. In the letter to the Thessalonians, Paul encourages the people of the fledgling Christian community with words and images showing his great care for them. We were gentle among you, he says, like a nurse tenderly caring for her own children. So deeply do we care for you that we are determined to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our very selves, because you have become very dear to us. Caring so deeply, as Paul said to the Thessalonians, that we want to share our very selves. This all sounds good, but the thing is, it's not always easy to love our neighbour. We see scenes on TV of disastrous neighbourhood relationships. We might not even know our neighbour next door or up the street. Or if we do, we might like them much, let alone love them. 
So perhaps a clue is to pray for our neighbours, to ask God to bless them and to try to put ourselves in their shoes, think what life might be like for them. Paul and I are lucky to have wonderful neighbours where we live and I pray for them every day and for our whole neighbourhood for I am very grateful that God has led us to this lovely place to live. Praying for our neighbours and our neighbourhood makes a huge difference in our neighbourly relationships and indeed in connections with all whom our paths cross in the course of our day. Pray for those who are further away, those we read about and see about on the newscasts. Pray and where we can do something tangible to show our love and the love of God. The other challenging words we hear Jesus say in Luke 6.27 are these, But I tell you, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who mistreat you, do to others as you would have them do to you. These are no doubt very difficult words to hear for those who have been hurt by others. But amazing things happen when we pray. Pray not only changes situations, but prayer changes us as well as we pray. This is a godly thing to do to help us keep these commandments. The other key thing about today's message is that we are to love ourselves, Love your neighbour as yourself, said Jesus. Lots of us may find it very difficult to love ourselves, but God loves us and loves us unconditionally, warts and all. If God loves us, who are we not to love us? It is important that we get to know ourselves and to come to appreciate the uniqueness of who we each are. We will then be well on the way to understanding and appreciating the uniqueness of those around us and understanding that God loves them too and calls us to love them as well and to share with them the great love of God for them. Jesus gave this message of love for God and for one another to his disciples a number of times throughout his ministry and it undergirded all he said and did during his time on earth. In fact, it was his farewell commandment to them on the night before he died. Love one another, he said, as I have loved you. How had he loved them? Selflessly, sacrificially, with compassion, with understanding, with forgiveness. He knew all their weaknesses and yet he loved them still. He loved them with eyes wide open. He loved them at their worst and at their best. He loved even the one who betrayed him. He loved Judas too. He loved them with the great love of God and that's how he loves us and calls us to love each other. These commandments on this last night of his life were, apart from the words on the cross, Jesus' last words of teaching to his closest friends and disciples and they sum up the essence of what his life was all about. These were the things that mattered most to him and to God. As we make our way through the time God has given us in our journey of life, may we come to realise that it is this great love of God for us and our love for God and one another, in all its joys and sorrows, in all its demands and gifts, that makes us real and whole human beings. 
May we remember every time we do something kind and loving for a neighbour, whomever that neighbour might be, we are really saying to God, I love you. May that be our daily prayer. Dear God, I love you and I love your people. I'll finish with an old hymn I love that speaks so well to our message today. You probably know it. The Servant's Song by Richard Gellard. And it goes in part like this. Brother, sister, let me serve you. Let me be as Christ to you. Pray that I may have the grace to let you be my servant too. I will hold the Christ light for you in the night time of your fear. I will hold my hand out to you. Speak the peace you long to hear. I will weep when you are weeping. When you laugh, I'll laugh with you. I will share your joy and sorrow till we've seen this journey through. Let us pray. Dear God, thank you for your great love for us. Reveal to us in your Son, our Lord Jesus. And thank you that you call us to love you too with all our heart and mind and soul and strength, and to love our neighbours, whomever they may be, as we love ourselves. Help us to do this, dear God, knowing that in doing so, we are doing all you call us to do. Fill us with your love and help us to pass it on. In Jesus' name, amen.